It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Ray White, the largest real estate and property group in Australasia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio, also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Wow, the weekend came and went pretty fast, didn't it? Here we are back into a fresh Monday morning, and March the 28th, so after today, only three more days, and we we are into the 1st of April. In just a moment, Domain's National Managing Editor Alice Stoltz is back and we are tearing down walls and talking renos. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. And in Sydney, expecting one or two showers with a high of 25 degrees. Melbourne today, partly cloudy, also 25. Brisbane expecting rain with possible storm and 24 degrees. And also a possible storm and one or two showers in Perth today, expecting a high of 28 degrees. Hey, just a reminder to keep the emails coming. If you have any suggestions or comments that you'd like to make, you can email us at myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. That's myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. It's your real estate podcast for breakfast. Well, coming up in just a moment, we're going to be talking once again to Alice Stoltz, who is the Domain's National Managing Editor, who in a recent opinion piece said that not many people say it, so I'll just mention it quietly, but I loved renovating. And she said it's not because of my job or that I've done it a hundred times before or that I had some lofty and luxurious budget. This was, in fact, my first renovation and our budget was a relatively small one. Alice, good morning and welcome back to the Real Estate Podcast. Good morning, Craig. Great to be with you. So you loved renovating by the sound of it. Look, I really did. I feel like it's unpopular opinion, but I just found the process so so thoroughly enjoyable. I'm really surprised to say. So I understand too that your initial brief was simple. You wanted a livable and functional house. Tell me a little bit about that. My husband and I bought a rather rambling old um, weatherboard house that probably would have been fit for Charles Dickens and it needed modernising. The house had a terrible floor plan. It was creaking. There was no heating. There was one loo. It was just a very tired, very old house that we bought because it was all we could afford at the time and we thought we'll renovate it straight away like so many people do. And then we started getting um, quotes coming in for what the cost would be. And of course, in a familiar cry to many, it was way, way over budget. So we kept pulling it back, pulling it back until we eventually landed with a sort of a, an envelope financially of what we could afford and then went back to the drawing board and then got underway with it. You know, it's interesting, a first-time demo or reno, sometimes it's hard to sort of know the difference between the two. It can be just totally overwhelming. I mean, I bought my my first home when I was 19, and you can imagine a 19-year-old thinking he knows everything in terms of ripping walls down. What a disaster. You know, it's a real learning curve, isn't it? 
It really is. And perhaps because I was sort of an older renovator, I, I, I wasn't as plucky as what you may have been at 19. <laughs> but I think also, obviously, I, I, I do some work with the block. And I think that almost sort of became part of the challenge for me because I'd go on site to the block and, and, you know, each week they'd be doing another room. And I just thought, great, this is just going to be so efficient and fast. And of course, that was not the case in reality, but or in, in my experience of reality either. But it did sort of, um, um, create a bit of a benchmark, I suppose, for ways to approach things and I think how to do design in in quite an affordable way to sort of have that lovely mix of high and low in rooms to kind of give that house uh, character and interest. You know, what I would like to know though, Alice, what is it about women with crowbars in their hands loving the demolition of walls and peeling back the plaster? There's, I don't know, there's something going on there in the mind where it's just like a free-for-all. It's just, I think, that probably good old feeling of stress relief, isn't it? I just really loved that whole process of demolishing certain things and then also the, the process also of rebuilding. And I think it was probably the mix of physical work taking place along with the dreaming work taking place in tandem of imagining the outcome all the time was just a really um, wonderful experience for me. And you talk about the stress side. That kind of leads me into the project being a little bit of a mental life raft for you to escape during lockdown. That feeling where the, the world felt quite small for you, darker and quiet, but you were still moving forward. So tell me a little bit about what was going on during that time, I guess the dark time of the lockdown. Yes, I, I'm in Melbourne, so we did go through a very um, prolonged lockdown. And I think for me, there was just such a sense of nothing actually was really happening for what almost felt like two years. So to actually watch something being built and work within a footprint of something being built was just incredibly rewarding and cathartic for me in a way that I hadn't anticipated at all. And it was just the beauty of seeing, you know, carpenters get into spaces and, and, and joinery being done with this precision and this art form almost that I kind of found really soothing to my soul in a way that I hadn't expected. And I, and I think very much it was the tangible nature of something actually progressing, growing and being constructed just for me really spoke to me during that period where the world just felt like it had been turned upside down and wasn't making much sense. Yeah, and in terms of tangible, I mean, it doesn't get much more than tangible. It's so physical doing this type of work, and you have to be so disciplined, don't you? I mean, discipline is really key to doing a reno. I think it is. I think it's 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 financially one has to be disciplined. I think in terms of time management, one has to be disciplined. And I think of also putting finite parameters around things, like saying this has to be completed by this date so the next phase of this can start. So I really just enjoyed those challenges, I suppose. And I say, you know, I suppose the art of our success in renovating was choosing the amazing people that we worked with throughout. And I think that is clearly key for every story where you hear someone having a wonderful experience, you hear the opposite of, you know, someone being burnt terribly by choosing not a great builder or the plumber wasn't as good as they thought they were going to be, etc. So I do think there is a lot of pre-work that needs to take place. And again, it goes back to that discipline and research and, and doing the hard yards at the start to really set up that project for success. And tell me just 
finally, about the a home's history, because did you embrace the history of the home, I think? Was that the, the sort of the flavour coming through? You, you didn't just uh, sort of smash things away? No, I feel quite um, attached and I'm quite romantic around um, period homes, I suppose. And I love character and uniqueness in homes. And I see so many houses in my job. And the ones that always stand out for me are the ones where you can feel the personality of the people who live there and see their stories around them on the walls and, and the way they have constructed a house. We worked really hard at trying to make our house quite unique and, um, you know, I think for an investor that's not the way to approach a renovation. They do really need to think about the appeal when selling a house but in the case of us knowing that we're going to be here for some amount of some substantial amount of time, we really did, you know, embrace the history and the character of um, what was a very old rambling Edwardian home but now we've, we've maintained that while also made it work for, for a busy modern family. I was going to ask you when your next reno is, but you just answered it by saying you're going to stay there for a reasonably substantive time. That's right. Although just last month, actually, another result of COVID, we we constructed, we had a little pod built in the back garden, a little studio. The company we worked with just said these these have just been going through the roof at the moment with people putting more outside space in. So I do think that many people are still evolving their footprint of their house to the situation they're in at the time. So for us, it just gave us that external office. Um, we didn't have one in the house, but it was an easy thing to do and, and relatively affordable to do that. So um, it's just brought us a bit more time in the house, I think. So um, I'm looking forward to having a proper office to work from. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, look, lovely to hear about you, Reno. And thank you once again for coming back onto the Real Estate Podcast this morning. Thanks so much for having me, Craig. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.